1: To the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovecito and Janice Scant and O Kev. DJ Kevy Kev. I'm never sure anymore. Uh, he's, he's really not old. I don't know what to expect anymore. Hey, we got to keep you on your toes. You gonna... If you know what's coming, then you're not paying attention. You don't have to pay attention. Fair enough. We're making sure you're earning your money. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, don't let her fool you. We'd be
0: up you know where <laughs> that's without you.
1: Not the truth. Yeah.
0: Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. yes, oh, we Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of money, thank you so much, Allie Brady McNary. She is an amazing listener from North Carolina. Oh, that's so <clears throat> kind. Thank so kind. you. She gave us. um... She gave us enough to sponsor two episodes. Very oh generous. Very, very, so very generous. generous. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, Allie Brady McNary. We sincerely appreciate all of our listeners, sincerely appreciate everybody who contributes to the remedy. We couldn't do it without you. Well, we could, but we don't want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know that Kevin would do it without them. <laughs> I don't think Kevin. I mean, he's, my pay he's is, a lovely human, but <laughs> <laughs> our pay is not in
1: dinero. Do- <laughs> our pay is not in uh-uh. dinero. But getting those notes from people, yes, that's all the that's all the payment we need. Yeah, this is just fun. I think. Oh, and it's so. I'm it so is. glad
0: we're all together in the same room. Me too. Makes it. It's so always much better. better.
1: I yep. love when we get feedback too. We get a lot of feedback a lot of the time. I need to be better about sharing it. All the things that I get with y'all because it it is so nice to yeah. hear from people. Yeah, please do. What a difference our our show is making in in so many people's lives. Um, if you, in fact, if you are uh, blessed by our show, if you like what we're doing, and you have not had the opportunity to sponsor an episode. We would love it. Kevin would especially love it. Um, we make it really easy. All you have to do is go to com, click on the remedy, and then you can make a contribution there. Or you can Venmo us at at Tova-Sedo. Um, every episode is about 200 buckaroos. Um, and we just love and appreciate all of our listeners. Also, if you have not had a chance to like us or rate us or share this with somebody or follow you gotta, us
0: on Instagram mm-hmm.
1: or subscribe, yes, all the things. Um, every little bit helps. Um, ratings, feedback. So, is
0: this it when people subscribe? Is that YouTube? Uh-huh. It's uh huh, it's no, it's uh,
1: they subscribe on um, iTunes. iTunes. Oh, on iTunes, yeah, okay. So, one of the girls uh, that was asking me, How do I do that and why would I do that? Um, just for somebody who is not subscribed, if you subscribe, what happens is. Every week, as soon as Kevin posts the new episode, it automatically shows up and and tells you that a new episode's up, and it downloads it ready to go for you.
0: Do they keep a number of our subscriptions? Can you see how many people have subscribed, mm-hmm. Kevin?
1: Okay. I think that you can just go on iTunes anytime. Anyone can look at it. Oh, cool. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Any, for any podcast, I think you can go look and see how many people subscribe. We need to see how many people have subscribed to us. I'd like to. I'd like to know that. Hundreds
0: of thousands.
1: At least. If not millions. <laughs> soon. <laughs> totally soon. <laughs> hey, it's only a matter of time. Where we've where we've come in in just a couple of years is we're well on our way, babe. I think it does. I'll I'll figure it out for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so today we are continuing our conversation about abundant life, abundant living. Um, And Janice, you had a wonderful idea to talk about things that we do. You know, if abundant life is at our disposal, it's in our hands, it's all within our control, that means that if we're not living an abundant life or we're not embracing the abundance that exists in in this lifetime, then that's also within our control. So that would mean we have the ability to sabotage our abundance. Right, Um, right. And which I thought was brilliant. So today, that's what we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about, are ways that we sabotage the abundant life that is so freely given and available to all of us. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Why, Why are you so passionate about it, Janice? Well,
0: probably because I spent so much of my life not knowing it and not experiencing it, and they... You know, when I growing up, there wasn't the uh, understanding as much of that everything is already here. It's a matter of recognizing that it is and receiving it. So it's not it's not based on my behavior or, or how how kind I am or whatever. But it is already there for us. And and the way I like to think of it is that there's two worlds in existence in the same place there's the spiritual world which is the place from where abundance originates and then there is the material world that that consists of the logistics of what we think we see for example the um in the spiritual world so let's take covid Mm mm-hmm in uh in the material world covid was very scary and a lot of people died and we didn't really know much about it we didn't know how to prevent it and yet we were we were taught that we needed to take cer- certain precautions but we had to give up all these things in in our world that we were used to and accustomed to and we don't like to do that and then there is a spiritual world what I believe there's a spiritual world that is coexisting in that time Mm -hmm. and we don't always see it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, of course the families who lost people to this horrible pandemic had to walk through the pain that accompanies the material world at times. And yet at the same time, depending on what people believe happens when people transition on to the next world, um, they if they if they are afraid of that or they think it's it's not going to be good, then that's very scary. And so our perspective is so greatly affected by what we think we see. For example, um My divorce for me was probably the most painful. Well, you and I have talked about it. We talked about it not long ago, about how incredibly painful that was. And when I look back on that now, I can see that although the pain was very real, at that time I was in existence with the spiritual world. So the spiritual world was encompassing me in all of that pain. And I could have made the choice to feel like a victim, become bitter, become hateful, become uh, cynical about life and about marriage and all of those things, and that would have tended to perpetuate the pain and the discomfort and the misery that I was experiencing at that time, where all along in that, the spiritual world was there with me, Mm -hmm. and, and... in me mm-hmm. but i had to recognize it and so that that experience of my divorce is what brought me into the understanding of this coexisting spiritual world so that when you when for me when i started to believe it then and know it which mm-hmm. that's very different
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: then i learned to realize <coughs> that ultimately it's all good mm-hmm. and and i could sit and make a list of all the benefits that i experienced as a result of going through that very painful experience and and the whole time i or before i decided to get a divorce i prayed all the time for god to make changes and then and some of the changes that i wanted did not happen mm-hmm but God made changes Mm -hmm. (laughs) or the spiritual world Mm -hmm. changed me Mm -hmm. as a result of going through that and learning Mm -hmm. a new way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, so I think that, so when we experience this, and I think, I think probably most of our listeners have experienced this in different ways, you know, but I think that what has, what can happen as we practice the realization, you know, it, it's not about asking for anything. Right. It's already there. Right. We recognize it. And right. so it's not like I'm going to try to convince, you know, spirit to give me everything I want. Mm-hmm. But it's all enough of whatever I want and whatever I need is there. Yes. I just have to recognize it and claim it. And I made and mm. do footwork.
1: Yeah. You know, you. you,
0: I love the fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm, You know, you kind of have to act as if Mm -hmm. until it's a reality. And I think that your story too, Tova, is a miraculous demonstration of that same thing. You know, what you went through with the loss of your children and and then the loss of your marriage could have taken you out. You could be... uh, me know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but but then you I, didn't.
1: Then I wouldn't have fun. <laughs> no, no, it's not fun. It's not fun. But
0: when you, but a lot of people are so comfortably miserable in some of those positions, it's yeah. because they haven't, I believe we have to change our way of thinking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If,
0: if, if I'm hoping that for my daughters and for my grandchildren, their awareness of this sort of world, the reality of the spiritual world around us Mm -hmm. and the abundance that's already there will be easier for them to apply to their life and infuse that into their being because I got it and my daughters are in the process of getting it Mm -hmm. and hopefully Mm -hmm. my grandchildren, and I think that's what's happened. I think the world has has undergone actually pre-COVID, I think that, you know, in the 40s is when Emmett Fox started really preaching this sort of, this sort of abundant sort of thinking and experiencing life. And it's just grown and grown and grown and grown. And I think on, on a certain level, it has surpassed some of the old spirit, old, old religious yeah. ways of thinking. Right,
1: right. You that know? can really bog you down and I mean I love organized religion. Um but I also don't like organized religion because I mean I think there's so many beautiful things that can come sure. out of it but I also think that the church, the big capital church has also done a number on on a lot of people. And and I, I so agree with you. I love how you just explain this w- these two worlds that that exist side by side and and how that spiritual realm, that spiritual part of of our of our existence, is available to all of us. We don't have to go looking for it. We don't have to go searching for it. We don't have to pray for it. We don't have to beg for it. It is abundance. Having abundance in our life, especially if we're if anybody who's listening is not in a place of abundance, it's a reclaiming. It's a reclaiming of what is already, what was ours to begin with, right? Yeah. We we were born into we that. We were born into that. Last week I was in Colorado speaking at a women's conference and that, that's exactly what I talked about. Like it's, this isn't, this isn't something that you can, that you have to hope for, or you have to beg God for, or you have to wait for, uh, because of your sin or because of your circumstance or because of, of your finances, like this is a reclaiming of, of what has already, what was once yours. And if you're not experiencing it for whatever reason, you you allowed it. Right. You allowed it to. Right. You know, I, I like sometimes I think
0: about it in terms of so there's I, I'm in a bubble, and that is the abundant world or the realization of the abundant world. Mm-hmm. And then that bubble is in a, no, that bubble is the day-to-day experience, the inner bubble. And then the bigger bubble is the spiritual and the abundant bubble. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get real, all I can see is that.
1: The little bubble. The little
0: mm-hmm. bubble. But if you pop it, then you realize, oh, oh, I am in that bubble. Bi- yeah. I, that bigger bubble never left. No. It just no. my thinking mm-hmm. is uh basically where it all begins, the awareness of that. And yeah. so I thought that it would be interesting just to for you and I to talk about and Kevin some of the things that we do that Thanks. that <laughs> sabotage mm-hmm. the realization of that world. Mm-hmm. We don't sabotage the world, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but but typically, where I am in my mentality permeates throughout my body, and that is what's going to be the source of what I live.
1: Yes, it's like our our thoughts or our beliefs, and our beliefs become our actions. Yeah,
0: and they be, it becomes our world. Yes, our actions yeah. are
1: are a manifestation of our thoughts and, sure. and our beliefs. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that you said that that really Carter and I had a really interesting conversation. And and I wasn't planning on on talking about this, but I think it's a really important part of us sabotaging. Um, It's not even on my list, but it is it is now. Um, When he picked me up from the airport the other night, he was asking me all about my trip, and I was at Campwell, and it's this beautiful camp in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. It's a dude ranch, and there's horses and hiking and great speakers and. Um, but one of the things that we we do is, is we have the women in a small breakout session share their story. And what was interesting to me, Janice, and I shared this with Carter, is every single woman who shared their story, what they ended up sharing was the tragedies in mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I noticed... And I observed in that time of sharing was that the women, a couple of women who were in my group who, a couple of women had horrifying, very difficult things that in their lives that they had had to go through. A couple of women, it it was traumatic to them and hard for them, but it wasn't super tragic or right. trauma and, uh, and yet when they were speaking and sharing their story, you could tell that they wanted it to be tragic and traumatic. And it was almost, it was kind of strange. It was like in this moment, I'd never noticed it before because I've done camp well sometimes. It was like we were trying to out victim each other. <laughs> well,
0: and see, even the word tragedy, yes that, what that word means is that there was pain. Mm-hmm. And the pain is what we think is so horrible mm-hmm. because it's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And yet the pain is very often the birth, birthplace of incredible change. Yes. You know, and we allow it. And, and it, you know, like the, what we, like what we experience, if we label something as tragic, Mm -hmm. then we have set a mindset Mm -hmm. of tragedy. Yep. And then if you can switch that Mm -hmm. to painful, which Mm -hmm. is a feeling, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you're open to an outcome of being magnificent. Mm. So it's, it's it, really good. So and that's part of where that thought process yeah. is. One of the things that really, I.
1: really good.
0: Well, one of the things that I have practiced over the years and I get to practice all the time still is the saying everything's exactly the way it's supposed to be, which doesn't mean that it is created by any sort of divinity or that. But it just is because there is good that can come of it.
1: Always, regardless of the circumstances. Regardless
0: of the circumstances, you know. And so, I think that those are some of the things that I um, I watch in my own thinking. Is Mm -hmm. when do I use Mm -hmm. the words devastating, Mm -hmm. tragic, Mm -hmm. horrific? Mm -hmm. Because that makes it like. A terrible movie. Yeah. You know, it makes it gigantic and it makes it solid. Mm -hmm. So there's no way to get out of it. Yes. But if you view Mm -hmm. it as painful, I feel so sad along with the people in the world that have lost people to COVID because I know what that loss feels like and it's difficult. Yeah. But is it tragic? No.
1: Right it's right. painful. And I, I, have never heard it explained like that. I absolutely love that. I think it is essential to getting out of it. And, you know, there are a lot of people and some people aren't going to like hearing what this, but there are a lot of really good victims in this world.
0: I was queen of it. <laughs> I mean, you, if I, it's like I walked around with a hand on my head (laughs) being like oh my goodness I just can't can't even
1: imagine it
0: (laughs) and I and I wanted to tell it I wanted to tell my
1: story I just can't (laughs) even imagine you this way
0: it wasn't pretty it was
1: not Carter and I were talking about that you know when we were talking about these people they at times it felt like they were trying to out Victor and he's he said mama I've felt that on mission trips you know when yes. when somebody when people are telling yes. their stories and it's like well my parents got divorced and da, 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 <laughs> you know well, your parents yeah. just got divorced and and he goes i could out victim all those all <laughs> well, the, actually and, and, yeah, and all. Really i was like good. god you are so good and he was like <laughs> I mean, but he said he's driving me home uh, uh, you know it's pouring down rain and he was like but he wants to stay in that place you gotta put your big boy pants on and go Well, that is, that is, he's a lucky
0: boy because you have modeled that for him.
1: Well. You have. Well, thank you for saying that. But that's what I'm going to say to all of our listeners. This episode is about putting your big girl, big boy pants on and going. Because you know what? Everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. everybody has experiences that could leave them sabotaging their abundance. But. God life is just such a blessing and gift and you're here and you're breathing like well go. When, when you are in the mindset of
0: victimization the abundance doesn't go anywhere but you can't see it it's like putting blinders on because mm-hmm. all you can see is that victimization mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. poor me you know rather than looking at something that was painful looking at your part in it and mm-hmm. making a change to do things differently and then practicing acceptance yeah. which is just it is what it is it doesn't make the pain go away but it or does the it.
1: experience an, an amazing experience
0: no it doesn't and it doesn't make you it doesn't it but it you, you, being a victim is going to block the reception yeah of the potential good that you will experience. Absolutely. Because that our universe is good. Yep. And so it's all there all the time. All the time. That's why gratitude is such a great Mm -hmm. way to get you back out of that. You still will feel the pain.
1: Sure.
0: But the gratitude, like when you went through that experience with the loss of your children, you know, I'm sure that part of the thing that kept well i know that part of that kept you going was gratitude and you had it around you you had friends you had support you had family you had all of that that helped you walk through that pain
1: and i had them i could look at the fact that they died but i really tried hard to look at the fact that they lived yeah death is not the end no and there's always another side
0: mm-hmm. to that
1: coin and and yeah. that that's what this conversation is about is figuring out how to stay how to stay in that mindset. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the things that how how you how you have overcome. I mean, knowing I you I can't tell you how many people have told me one girl that I was counseling last week just talked to me about how she found so much comfort, Janice, in you saying that you you used to be like that. And uh, you were a great victim and you, because she feels like she's in that space uh-huh. and it gives her hope that she doesn't have to stay there. No. And I'm like, you absolutely don't have no. to.
0: It's a choice.
1: Yep. It really is. I
0: think that it all, pretty much it all boils down to stinking thinking, mm-hmm. you know, just those thoughts, trying so hard to figure it out, the need to know, the how's it going to end up rather than mm-hmm. breathing, relaxing, staying where your feet are. I think that our feelings have got to be felt and honored. And if you need to lie on the floor in the fetal position and bawl your eyes out, you know, when I realized that I was, was g- going to get a divorce, I literally collapsed on the floor mm. in my closet and was bawling my eyes out and looked up and my three precious daughters were staring at me, mm. you know, because it, I, I, could, I had no capacity to look beyond that and so our thinking clearly as we've talked about is where it where it all stems and I think that a lot of what I did was take things personally look what they're doing to me look what he did to me look at you know and that's me taking it personally where people don't really do so anything to me unless they like Hit me on the head. Mm -hmm. They just do things, right? And right, but it's not to me. Most I'm not the center of the universe. (laughs) Dang it, (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know, and that does. That's a real egocentric sort of a narcissistic mentality. Oh, look what he did to me. Look what she did to me. Oh my gosh! Of course, I invested in that stock and then it went down. (laughs) You know, or whatever that is. Is you become center of the universe, and that's gonna you're gonna be victimized. Yeah, if that's yeah. your mentality. Oh heck yeah!
1: There's no other way. There's no other result if that's your mentality. No, it,
0: there's no other result. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. I I I love to emphasize that our, when we are in a place of pain or sadness or anger or fear, that we allow resistance of those feelings is going to create persistence persistence Mm -hmm. and as I've said before people who cry don't get depressed they they feel sad but they don't go into a clinical depression and people who um people who feel their fear don't have panic attacks Mm. it's the resistance of those of those feelings that are going to after if you're feeling it and we tend to feel those feelings in our guts and if we don't lean into them and be like oh there's that fear or there's that sadness then that will build and build and build and then it'll manifest in our body with depression or in our brains. Depression is actually a brain thing and then uh, you know and, and panic attacks and so I think that that's another real part of it but we just don't like to do it right because I think a lot of us were taught that to be strong or if you have a really strong faith you won't have those feelings but you know they're create I mean we were born with them, so there's no first sound a baby makes is to cry. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. And so we know that that's part of our humanness. and um, so I think that's really important is you don't take things personally. Learning that was very difficult for me. Yep. but if you can walk through w- the world and not take things personally, if somebody hit your car. That's not about you. It affects you. Right. But they didn't
1: do that to you. That I have to tell you, that was one of the most uh, liberating lessons that you taught me when I was going through my divorce. Because when I came into your office and told you everything that had been done, I thought that all of those behaviors had been done to me, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. S- and that the choices that my ex-husband made were because of me. So I wasn't a good wife, I wasn't skinny enough, I wasn't good enough in bed, I obviously wasn't pretty enough. I was insufficient in some way because the only reason he would ever act the way act out the way that he did was because of because of me. Yeah, or let's say he was just mad at
0: you so he would act out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. still
1: his problem. It yeah. still has nothing to do with <laughs> no. me. But, no. you know, so <clears throat> many people, especially when it comes to their relationships, they take the behavior of their significant other or our children. You know, Carter does not, when Carter acts out, it's not Because I'm a terrible mother.
0: No, it has nothing to do with you. (laughs) He's probably just got a bad case of normal.
1: Yes, he's just (laughs) a teenage boy. Yeah, you know. And but as parents, you know, the first thing that we do when our kids get in trouble or screw up or make a bee, you know, it's because of something we did. Stop that. Yeah, it is not about
0: you. No, think if you could go through life and not take anything personally.
1: Oh, I mean. That And even in a good
0: way, if somebody is full of love for me, it's not about me. It's about them being full of love. Now, Mm, my behavior can affect that or not affect it, but I just take it as a gift. Mm -hmm. But it's not, I mean, I am simply not the center of the universe. And that is a very interesting confrontation when people... Really realize how they have taken everything so personally, yeah. and they give that up. Then what happens is more abundance. Oh heck yeah! Because I mean, you're, re- you're receptive to it. Oh,
1: absolutely, there is so much freedom in that mindset alone. Yeah, and and you know what else comes with that grace? Yeah, like when we recognize that other people's behavior really have nothing to do with us and everything to do with them, we can find grace.
0: Well, you can love them.
1: Yes. You You can can look
0: at them and think, oh, it must suck being (laughs) you right now. (laughs) There you are acting out. But okay. Yeah. You You know, so then you don't, you, you can have compassion with love, which is what compassion means. You can have compassion for them in their ridiculous behavior that affects you.
1: Yes. Uh, You know? Yes. The car hit you and you're going to have to get it fixed, right. But it's not your fault.
0: No, it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um Another thing is i I think it's really important for us to ask for what we want. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we will feel really selfish. and you know, but selfless and selfless selfish are on two ends of a continuum. And if we're going to be productive in life, we need to live somewhere between forty and sixty. So we want to ask for what we want, I ask for what we want and then notice what we get and then we can make decisions around that. You know, it's it's not um, it's not bad to want. No. Wanting is what gets us going in the day. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a concept that Emmett Fox talks about which is called divine discontent. And he has a reading that talks about the caterpillar is happy and he's crawling around on a leaf. And, you know, that's the caterpillar's existence. And then one day he wants more, a more exciting existence, a better body. And so that divine discontent is what gets him to be a butterfly. Mm. And I love that image Mm. because I... I always thought that if I wanted more or to be happier or whatever, that that was too much, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Sometimes it's a, sometimes discontentment is something about me that I'm just being picky or being too tired or whatever it is, but that divine discontentment is what gets us going.
1: I have never heard of divine discontentment and I, I I Isn't love it that. That is fabulous. Yeah, it's fabulous. And
0: then I always feel like the mm-hmm. universe is saying, "Okay, girl, let's go. I'm yeah. with you. I will ride this ride with you. Yeah, as long as it's not going to bring any harm to anybody, yeah, including myself, I'm good to go."
1: Yes, I read this on the internet this morning on on Instagram, and it reminds me of what you just said. It said, yeah. "You cannot stay quiet and expect people to show up the way you need them to." Your words are the gateway to your needs being met. Love that. It's just that simple. It is just <laughs> that, that simple. You cannot stay quiet and expect people to show up the way you need them to. Your words are the gateway to your needs being met.
0: Love it. And and <laughs> if you ask for too much from somebody, they'll tell you. Oh, yes they will. Yeah. Yes,
1: they will. Yeah. Um so one of the one of the articles uh That I used as a reference today was this article that talked about the five things that people who are on their deathbed wish. um, So this guy wrote a book. It was written back in 2012. I'll figure out the name. It. I don't remember. I remember that. Is it Bannon? Bannon. Anyway, he in the book he talks about the things that that he took. It was based on all this research, and there was an overwhelming top five. These five things kept coming up over and over and over and over again for these people who had nothing to give except the wisdom of mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. yeah. And being in a position of of life for them was over. And so their top five biggest regrets, this was one of them. This was number three is I wish I had the courage to express my feelings.
0: Isn't that the truth?
1: Hell yeah, you're thinking that on your deathbed because you know what – I wish we had that mentality all the time because, of course, you're thinking that on your deathbed because at that point, what do you have to lose? The risk is worth the reward because you're about to to be in the ground. But the risk of sharing ourselves and our hidden feelings is always worth the
0: risk. It's always worth it. And if you use kindness when you express it and people have a hard time hearing it, then, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love that. It's so important. And you know, as women, somebody. we've been taught to not be angry and men have been taught not to be sad. Yeah. And that's really discounting a piece of yourself.
1: Oh. And a, and a piece of of a relationship that you intimacy that you could be sharing with somebody yeah. else. And and I thought of this both ways. Not only do can we hide our negative feelings and confrontational feelings, but there's a lot of people who are listening who have a difficult time expressing love. Yeah. And expressing uh, joy. joy. You mm-hmm. know, they, they keep all of it inside. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't imagine anything worse than, than dying and the people that I love, like, not knowing how much I love them. mm mm-hmm. What a what a waste. Yeah. What a regret.
0: I remember my father telling me that he, his father never told him he loved him, or he didn't remember it. Whoa. But, I, and, and my grandfather was, I mean, he wasn't horrible. He was a West Texas rancher, yeah. and they just didn't say things like that.
1: Yeah. And how sad. I know. Uh, how? And, th- you know, people th-
0: will say, well, I know my mother loves me, but she didn't really tell me. And I'm like, well, then how do you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because one of the ways we know we're loved and valued is through words.
1: Yeah. Uh, words to me are so important. They're very
0: important. They're words very... and behavior. Yep. When that's aligned, you're gonna feel you you will know where you
1: are. Yes. With those with people. And that's the truth. That and you're right, they have to align or it's really hard to trust. It's confusing. Either one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the there's a there's a gap.
0: Yeah. Um do you want to go on with those others?
1: Uh, sure. Well, I'll do another one and then okay. and then you can... You know. I'm
0: almost to the end of mine.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, this one, this was the number one one. And uh, this kind of went also along with what we were talking about with our mindset that we've touched a lot on when it comes to abundance. But the number one thing that people wish that they had done different on their dying beds was I wish I had let myself be happier. Because happiness is a choice. It is. That word let, I underlined. I
0: love that.
1: I wish I had let myself be happier.
0: Why would we contain it? <laughs> it's why? not the smartest.
1: <laughs> That's just the million dollar question.
0: Yeah.
1: Like why would we, why would we stuff that down? Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of times in my life when I have, and- why when have you not allowed happiness well i don't i think that
0: i don't know that i have not allowed it but i haven't probably allowed the full expression of it Mm, mm. and maybe the recognition of it Mm. you know and then it's fully expression i mean fully saying i am so freaking happy
1: yeah and, and it is a choice. I mm-hmm. mean, the, yeah. what we've talked about, you know, these, the, it's all, again, it's all about creating those new pathways so you can have new thoughts, so you can have new beliefs, so you can have new behaviors. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a snowball effect to, to it's, it's living from the inside out it instead is. of the outside in. It is. Yep. Okay, you go. Okay.
0: Uh, resentments, treasuring your wounds, mm. you know, telling the story. Oh, my, let me tell you what happened to me, you know, and, and, and treasuring that. It's almost like a badge of honor for some people. But, you know, when I'm around somebody like that, unless they're paying me, I want to run for the hills. (laughs) Even when they're paying me, sometimes I kind of want to. I mean, how long
1: do you talk to that guy at a party? (laughs) (laughs) They might not even be invited. (laughs) I'm going to the bar. <laughs> I need another drink.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Judgments, you know, thinking really that good. I know what is right. I know what is not right and oh, look what they're doing. I mean, I I think that's a that's going to keep you in a very 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 negative pl- negative place. And the only reason you're doing it is because you feel less than so you're trying to one up and feel better than. Yeah. So I think judgment is I mean you're going to do you're going to judge what's right for you to do, and make some choices. But to judge other people as being right or wrong is I, I learned that in a big way when I worked with the criminals because I, I thought they were all such horrible people until I worked with them yeah. and I realized that they were just like
1: me. They were me and the, and I was and I was them. Yeah, we and are they,
0: them. Yeah. And they, you know, they had been in, raised in really horrific, painful situations and and yeah, they were acting out their pain.
1: I love that one and I love that one because I, I see it both ways and hopefully this will make sense. But you know, we can stand we can we can stand by eleva- and elevating ourselves in judgment of others. You know, we're actually feeling in a place of less than, so we judge. So that we can ri- allegedly rise above. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. How do you say it? you say it better than that? Well,
0: I feel less than, so I pull myself up to be better than. Yes, that.
1: Or we can also play small and sit on the sidelines because we're afraid of being judged by others. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we care too much about what other think, so we play small. Mm-hmm. We we don't we don't live or lean into our capacity or our abundance because we often many of us live in fear of the judgments of others. Mm-hmm. And that was actually number 5 on this list. I wish I had had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. So true. Yes. And So true. And and you know what the what I noticed on number 3 I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Mm -hmm. And number five, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself. Mm -hmm. It is a courageous adventure to embrace abundance. It
0: is one of the greatest gifts about being 68 Mm -hmm. is because I do pretty much exactly what I want (laughs) to do. I say yes when I want to say yes. And I say no when I want to say no. And it has, I mean, it, it, and, and nobody cares. Again, I'm not the center of the universe. Nobody cares. (laughs) But it is, it is such a freeing, I am more authentic now than, I mean, when I, all through high school, I was not authentic. I just wanted votes. And, (laughs) you know, but I'm more authentic now than I've ever been. And I know more who I am now. Than I ever have known because I'm speaking my truth. And when we speak our truth about ourselves, then that root grows down. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a surface thing, then it it's not going to be, you're not going to embody that. Yeah. So it is, it's truly one of the amazing, amazing things about getting older. And if people can learn it younger uh, Go get it, girls and boys, because it makes a huge difference.
1: It makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's awesome. I read these two quotes this morning that reminded me of this. It says, when you say no to the people who don't show up for you, you not only honor your value, you raise it.
0: Love it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's, I matter.
1: I matter. Mm-hmm. And, and so do you. And so do you. The next one was seeking validation will keep you trapped. You don't need anyone or anything to approve of your worth for yourself.
0: Yeah, love it. And that goes with comparisons because that's one of mine comparing myself to other people. What they have, what they do, how they look, that's not going to be that's going to sometimes allow or make people feel like they're less than. So why would you compare? You know, you might you might look at something and say, you know, I really think I want to change my haircut and look like her. But right. you change your haircut, and you never look like those people. No, but you think you are when you're going in there.
1: So true.
0: You know, you can and you can you can do some of that. But but comparing yourself and feeling like a loser is what is just so damaging because there's always somebody prettier, always somebody mm-hmm. skinnier, always somebody richer, always somebody who has more or more well-behaved children or whatever and it's just you're going to set yourself up for totally that's going to sabotage abundance because you're going to feel like you're shrinking.
1: Yes. And there's no reason.
0: Yeah. forgiveness.
1: Another uh, big one. Of course I'm a huge fan of forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. Got to be. Got to be. You don't actually you don't got to be, but you sh- it will it is a life-changing gesture. Yeah. To it forgive is. yourself and to forgive others.
0: I always said it was like you know somebody would walk around and they're the dog and I'm the tail and I'd just hop on their ass and they'd be walking around <laughs> wagging me all <laughs> over the place because I had a resentment. <laughs> that is you know, such a
1: great visual.
0: It is. That's just, what
1: you look like and when I just you... <laughs> had
0: to go where that dog was going because <laughs> I was rested on their booty. <laughs>
1: uh, oh it's, gosh. That's another one where the word freedom for me mm-hmm, was me too. was freedom comes in forgiveness.
0: And it doesn't mean that what the other person did was okay. Nope. You're just not going to be chained to them.
1: Yeah, you're not carrying, you're not on their tail anymore.
0: No, you're not. <laughs> uh, resisting change. I think it's very interesting that people will say, I hate change. And I'm always thinking, what? This moment is not the same as the last moment, but being able to lean into the change and whether it's your body or it's your relationship or, or it's your children leaving home. I mean, there's so many changes and if we won't resist it, then we can enter into it with a, an attitude of gratitude. If we're resisting it, we're not going to be able to be grateful. Yeah, and there are gifts in every stage of life. Yes, yes. in every experience, totally. even if it's something that's not that fun.
1: No, and and gosh, I mean, accepting change, and I love that you included body there, because I think that's a really hard one as as we age. You know, it's hard to look at yourself at, at times and see. I mean, this weekend I was looking at my hands. I'm like. and and just like they're just wait (laughs) well you know how I feel about my knees but you know what it's like stop it T like stop I and I really have to say out loud stop Mm -hmm. because guess what in two months three months you're going to be 50 and your hands and your ass and your knees should look like that.
0: This morning when I got out of the bathtub, I looked at my arms and there's, there's a certain place. It's kind of right inside the bicep Mm -hmm. and it kind of looks like crepe paper. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. I I was like, okay, well, I'm glad that I've realized that. And so my sleeves will be a little bit longer. (laughs) And then I thought, and I was, I kind of felt like a shrinking feeling for a minute and then i was like no i am so grateful yes. that i am the age that i am i yes. know a lot of people i got i'm going to my 50th high school reunion in june wow <laughs> isn't that hilarious that is
1: hilarious and there
0: have been 48 of my classmates that have died
1: wow yeah.
0: And I was looking through that list the oh. other day, and I w- was thinking, oh, my gosh, I am so grateful. Yeah,
1: even with my crepe paper arms.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to be wearing a long sleeve. <laughs>
1: and you'll look hot. You'll had, be the hottest one I've there. And I've had
0: my Botox, <laughs> so, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, Oh, gosh. That is a great formula, though. Like, okay, yeah, I don't love my hands, and how, they're not trending well. But you know what, like, I don't, that's not the place I want to stay. No. Because there's too many other amazing things about my body and my life. And uh, who cares that my hands are getting wrinkly?
0: You know, I I read a thing once about your hands, and I've got funky-looking hands. My mother had funky-looking hands, and so did my grandmother. But I read that these, that whenever you look at your hands and you're being critical of them, that you think to yourself, these are the hands that held every single one of my babies mm. when they came out of my body. Yeah. And then you value your oh, hands. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, it And they changed
1: a lot of diapers and they oh, they wiped a lot of tears and I know. And they hugged so much. I mean, think about how many how many people have been blessed by your hands and those hugs. Yeah, and, it's true. Yeah.
0: I've got a really, really good friend whose husband died. Several years ago, probably, I guess it's probably been about 10 years ago now. And whenever I feel old, I think to myself, wow, he would really, really love being 10 years older,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just about perspective. Yeah. It really is. It is. Uh, Release your need to control because it is an illusion. Yep. And that will-
1: Kev, you hearing this? (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, you. you're being
0: very quiet over there. <laughs> we're not. Okay. I, we're I'm, not giving you much of a chance, that's all right. are we? I'm, I'm very
1: focused on. <laughs> oh, you are running okay. the show. Here.
0: Oh, well, you're doing a very good job. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yes, I do you what are. I can. <laughs> but uh, you know, when we release that, then you know, all of these things are they will die from the lack of attention. Mm. We don't have to be purposefully trying to eliminate them. If you don't if you don't do it, oh there I am doing that. Okay. I'm not gonna do that anymore. And I'm just gonna let that the lack of attention will they'll dissipate. <laughs> um I read that what's one person called the things that, that sabotage our abundance are they are the tomb of the dark night of the soul.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And so we want wow. to be careful yep. with it.
1: Yeah. I also
0: p- read this yeah. that I thought was cool. If something no longer serves you, then it's not right for you.
1: Oh, that's good. And it's just that simple.
0: It is. It really is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we we tend, because of the way our mind works, we tend to make things so much more complicated. Yeah, we do. That's been a wonderful thing about therapy for me is is that clearing of the mind, even what people think about me. Mm-hmm. Uh it's none of my business. It's not personal. I mean, the, the, these are all these are all really important lessons that I learned in in therapy with you.
0: Well, they the one are... one-upping
1: judgments.
0: Yeah, it's those are principles yeah. that are that will set you free. Yeah, from yeah. a lot of situations. Yeah,
1: and it affects everything. Yeah, it affects it really does. how we show up as parents as as uh, people in in our businesses, as, uh, with our as relationships, friends. as friends, yes. yes. Yeah, and, and with our husbands and wives, it it makes the biggest difference. It
0: really does. It really does. So the next one on
1: my list is stay in touch with friends. People really wish they, they were it, better about staying I in touch about with their that. friends.
0: When you sent that to me, I thought about that, and I thought, I always think this of you, I think that you are probably – one of the very best at doing that
1: oh gosh that's so nice I really do <laughs> That's because such a... you have a
0: lot of friends
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the people in my circle that I love I love very deeply I, I, and I am very very blessed to and so are you yeah to have amazing friends but I, I again I think it's one of those things that like what you put out is what you get back it's true and it's not because I'm amazing, but like but all these lessons that I've learned to embrace this abundant life, I really do think that like it becomes who you are and then you attract that very thing. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, and what so whether it's in a romantic relationship or friendships or, or how, how our children react or respond to us, it, if you give this kind of life a chance just give it a chance, mm-hmm. I I promise you, you will see a difference in your relationships. It will
0: change your life. Yes. yes. I read this today. It's by Emmett Fox. It said, today, I, and then I have a joke. I forgot to tell my joke, and I don't <laughs> want to disappoint Kevin's dad. Mom and dad. <laughs> you know, oh, mom and dad. Okay, I'll do that in a minute. Okay, you
1: have one more. I have one more, uh, and then we'll okay. end with the joke. <laughs> it
0: says, this is just something that I... Uh, that I read, and it it said, read this every day. And it says, today I accept God's gift of abundance. Today, everything that I am and have that is good is increased. Mm. I identify everything I do with success. I think affirmatively. And with all my prayers, I accept abundance. Whatever I need, whenever I need it, wherever I need it, for as long as I need it, will always be at hand. I no longer see negation or delay or stagnation in my undertakings. Rather, I claim that the action of the living spirit prospers everything I do, increases every good I possess, and brings success to me and everyone I meet. Everything I think about and do is animated by the divine presence, sustained by the infinite power, and multiplied by the divine goodness.
1: That's so beautiful.
0: Isn't that? Can you imagine if we taught people to read that every day when they start their day? It'd make a difference.
1: Well, we can teach them. Do that. That's right. <laughs> yes. I mean, that is a life giving, life changing statement quote. Yeah, quote. I'll I send mean, it beautiful. to you if you want to. Yes, post we'll post it. Too. Yeah. Beautiful. Hey, people are really liking that we're posting what we're doing. Oh good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, they ask for it if I forget.
0: Oh, good. They're holding
1: me accountable. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I guess this kind of is about to wrap up the abundance thing, huh?
1: Yes, I have one more. Oh, good. One more of the five. So I wish, I, the, well, number one was I wish I let myself be happier. Two, stay in touch with friends. Three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. True to myself, not that one others expected from me. And number four was... I wish I hadn't worked so much. Oh. And you know what I thought? I, I, You know what I thought about this? What? I wonder if people blamed work with an inability, if this is equal, and I don't know because I'm not in their minds, but with an inability to be fully present. Oh. Well, probably. I mean, there. I wonder it, how much of that is connected because the the way i know that there are some workaholics but i i really think that the number of those people is fewer and far between i don't know that we are as much of workaholics as we might think we do in fact there was a study and i just remembered it and i'm not, i'm going to butcher uh-huh. the numbers but people who thought they worked like 40 hour weeks and they were tracked, really only worked 25. Oh, isn't that interesting. And people who said they worked like 70 actually worked less than the people who said they worked 40. Oh,
0: that's funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we actually work a whole lot less than Mm -hmm. we think we do. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is an excuse to not be present or to... embrace or give in to all of our distractions I think that people probably regret all the distractions Mm -hmm. when they're on their dying bed
0: yeah that's just interesting that's uh, very interesting it's just a thought yeah I think you're probably right (laughs) but I don't think we work as hard as
1: we think we do (laughs)
0: <laughs> probably i know how many hours i work yes. it's by the hours so yes. you're
1: the, i can't fake it you're <laughs> one of the few people because you have to be present with people that if you work 40 hours oh, you worked I'd, 40 hours i would
0: be cuckoo <laughs> right now i'm working about Twelve to fifteen hours is. Oh all.
1: man, you have a lot of disappointed people.
0: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's working for Mama. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: okay, are you do, any uh, any final thoughts? or no, are, you, are you just ready for our joke?
0: No, I think everybody just practice these things. It's not rocket science, and I you'll see a difference, and you will feel better, and you, you will be happier.
1: You say it all the time, and I love it. It's not, it's not easy. Right, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. That's what you say. It's very simple. It is very simple, but it is not easy. And, you know, it is easier.
0: It, oh, it gets much easier. It, yes. And then it
1: becomes habitual. Yes. And
0: then you don't have to effort, with effort, try to change your thinking. Yep. It will become natural. It, it really it will. It will just
1: become who you are. Yeah. Yeah, so I've loved this series. I have too, and I think we all needed it. I'm excited about uh, the difference. It's it's I've felt the difference in my life.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, with the mindset and with the thinking and with the uh and how I how I want to show up. It's all about how we want to show up in the world. It
0: is. Mm -hmm. It is, and we want to be happy. And this is going to this is going to help you get happy. Yes, and be happy. Amen. All right, ready.
1: We're ready for the joke. Are you ready, Kev? Ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Okay. Well, Johnny was in class, and his teacher said, Johnny, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And Johnny said, okay. And she said, so what does the fluffy chicken give us? And Johnny thought for a second, and he said, eggs. And she goes, very good, Johnny. And then she said, so... What does the pig give us? And Johnny says, ham and bacon. Mm -hmm. And she goes, very good, Johnny. And then she said, okay, I have one more. What does the big fat cow give us? And Johnny said, homework.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was a short one. (laughs) Oh, that's hysterical. That's one I can actually remember.
0: Um, uh-huh, you can actually tell that too. Yeah, I might tell my grandchildren.
1: <laughs> Only little kids could get away with, with saying something like that. Oh my gosh, that is oh. so funny. Nice work there. Oh, thanks. I think, I think your parents are going to like that one, Kev. Yeah, they'll like that. <laughs> one. And they might be able to remember that, take it to their next dinner party. Yeah, absolutely. That's dinner party joke material it is. right there. <laughs> All right. Well, we love all of our listeners. So grateful to you all. Um, Don't forget to rate us, like us, share us, and subscribe. And if you haven't, uh, be a sponsor next episode. We'd love it. Have a great week. Have a good week. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you.